Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. Welcome back to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Tim Holloway. I'm glad to be back at you again. Happy Monday. I hope you enjoyed your weekend and um, enjoyed your Mother's Day in some way or fashion. So, if you're new here, this is a podcast for Christian men inside of recovery to live an awesome, spirit-filled life. So, if that's you, then welcome. So, uh, Mother's Day just passed. Uh, for me, it was a... Um, it's never really a good experience. My mom passed away when I was uh, in my early 20s, and uh, it wasn't a, a very uh, pleasant experience. Uh, I was due to addiction, and uh, the cancer just kind of eating away at the body and stuff like that. So uh, I did have a very positive experience um, this Mother's Day, though, in just a, a song was playing on um, my wife's phone. And it made me think of her, and I had some positive memories, and uh, was a very positive experience. Um, so I have to say that uh, it wasn't really negative uh, experience this time, as me thinking, uh, what if, or or missing her, or some way or fashion. It was actually um, some very pleasant thoughts. So that was really neat. Uh, anyways, we're gonna get on to our topic, and uh, we are in Luke chapter nine. If you're following along. Uh, we're in verse 1 there. It says, Then he called his 12 disciples together, talking about Jesus, and he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom and to heal the sick. So we're going to talk about um, the different realities of discipleship here and uh, what Jesus lays out for his disciples. Uh, the first word that I want to focus on is the word called. He called his disciples together. Uh, what we have to understand is that we are called, and that is summoned to a particular activity. That means the invitation to become what God has called us to become and enter into the vocation and into the calling that he has called us to. This is him coming to us and, and, and prompting us to take a uh, particular course or action. And so we need to thoroughly understand what that means, but we need to let it sink in also that we are called. Think about this for, uh, for just a second, and that is the God that created the universes, right? And there are so many universes out there, and that um, if you ever watch one of those universe shows, um, you can begin to fathom the power and the greatness of God that he would somehow uh, call us, and that is send us an invitation to join him in his work. Um, it's just an amazing, amazing reality. But Jesus did this in the flesh uh, 2,000 years ago with his disciples, and he called them together and said, hey, look, I am prompting you to take a, a particular course in action, and that I want you to do something. I'm calling you to do this. Uh, there's many people out there who are in search for their callings and trying to discover their purpose and their mission in life. And I think what needs to take place is a co-creation process. And that is we get uh, we get united with God. We get united with the spirit that's uh, operating inside of our lives and to begin to co-create uh, this awesome reality together. And that's what it means. So you know, I'm reminded whenever I hear this word called that that God qualifies the called. And if you look throughout the Bible, you see that God um, God called 
all kinds of different men uh, to do all kinds of different things. But you'll notice as he calls them, the first thing that they look at is their inadequacies, right? Whether it be uh, a Moses or Elijah or Isaiah, or it doesn't matter who it is, you will find um, you will find men looking to their inadequacies. So we have to understand that God calls us to do something great. He prompts us to take a certain course in action, and that is His Him summoning uh, summoning us to do it, calling us to do it. And within that frame is the idea that He is going to equip us with the tools and the necessary resources we need to accomplish the task that he has given us. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment, like what kind of God would God be if he goes, you know what, I'm calling to you, calling you to this work, but I'm not going to give you the required resources that are needed. And I'm just going to leave you on your own and not, not equip you. Now, that doesn't sound very um, kind of God, right? And knowing and understand that if we were preparing our kids for a hike and um, they were inexperienced and unlearned, we would tell them what kind of shoes that they should wear, uh, what kind of snack that they should take, uh, what, you know, the compass and, and how much water they should carry along for their journey and all of these different things that we would, we would take that into account and that they would understand um, and have knowledge of being thoroughly equipped to to face the task at hand. So whatever task that God has given you, that you we need to thoroughly understand that God will qualify the called and that he will, he will equip us with his resources to accomplish the task that he has given us. So we are called. The next thing he goes on, he called his disciples together. Now I want us to understand this reality that we are called first to discipleship. So this is number two, called his disciples. We are called to discipleship. In fact, everything in the gospel says what? Go and make disciples. That was the mission, was to make disciples. And so oftentimes we, we think we're called to this, that, and the other thing. Uh, we are called to marry this certain person, or we're called to go to Mexico, or we're called to be a kingdom entrepreneur, or we're, we're called to the ministry, and we're called to all these things. And, and men are like, I feel called. I feel called. Well, the first thing that you have to listen to is the call to discipleship, because it doesn't matter what you are called to. If you're not discipled, you're not going to be able to stay and maintain that position. You're not going to be of much use in Mexico. You're not going to be much use in Guatemala if you haven't um, uh, faced the reality of your call to discipleship. And so discipleship first. And that is what gives us the power to actually stand in those different positions. So there's a lot of people that get saved and they feel called to the ministry, and that's wonderful. I think um, you know that is a powerful uh, calling a powerful experience, but first you must hear the call to discipleship, because if you were given a ministry and um, and, and and things to do by God, and you didn't go through any form of discipleship, you don't even know what it means to be a good leader. You haven't d d developed the qualities of servant leadership. You haven't done certain things that are going to have you to maintain that place. And so God goes through a process of building our character first. 
And that is the first thing that we should think about and hear is God calling us to be his understudy. And that is, you know what? He is going to take on the responsibility to teach us, and I'm going to take on the responsibility to learn. Go, therefore, into all the world and make disciples. And the faith-based community has been pretty good at making converts, right? They, but the as far as making disciples and making pupils, uh, making understudies and mentorships, uh, haven't been so successful. Uh, in the church world today, there's not much mentorship going on. There's not um, uh, much sponsorship going on. And so what needs to take place is you need to get under somebody who is following Christ and begin to be mentored by them so they can begin to pass on some wisdom and some revelation um, to you so you can be thoroughly equipped for the task that you have at hand. Number third reality is this, is that he gave them power. And this is a, a word called dunamis, and it means abundance, it means ability, and it means strength. So not only did he call them, not only did he call them to discipleship, to be his understudy, but he gave them power. And this is the idea of stepping into the abundance mindset, because here's the reality that if you don't have a mindset that is in abundance, then all you're going to relate to other people is scarcity, and that is if you're not walking in, the, in freedom, then all you're going to preach is some religious bondage. And so it needs to happen with us first and thoroughly understand that we have been given the power that is dunamis, that is the ability and the strength first to overcome in our personal lives. And that is that 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 power that comes to live on the inside of us is the is the, is God Himself, and He comes to live and dwell inside of us and give us the abundance mindset and to pull us out of the idea of scarcity, and He begins to impart in us the ability to overcome, the strength and the power to begin to face temptations and, and to begin to rise. The ability to begin to rise in every single area of our lives. And so the power of God comes to us first so we can begin to display the power of God to other people. And once we begin to get the abundance mindset, once we get the ability, once we get to understand that we have the strength of God operating in our lives, we can impart the same to others. We can just uh, impart that same abundance and power and ability and strength to other people. The next one is number four, and he said he gave them authority. So first is power, and second is authority. And I talk a lot on this, so I'm not going to stress much, but it's influence, jurisdiction, and right. And just a real quick thought, because I, I, I say this a lot, but jurisdiction is the realm in which you have influence and control over. That is the where you rule and reign inside of your life. And so when he gave him gave them exousia, he was saying, you know what? I'm giving you power, abundance, ability, and strength. And also I'm giving you influence, responsibility, and jurisdiction. There is a certain realm that you are to exercise authority over in. And he goes on to list to what this authority is in number uh, five, and that's over all devils. And so I want you to understand this, that all means all. Now, he didn't put the word all in there to mean some. All means all. So authority, influence, jurisdiction, the right to control over all. 
And all means all. That means over every addiction. That means over every thing. That you have the right to rule and to reign over everything. Now, the reason why you're not ruling and reigning is because you haven't taken your responsibility to do so. Now, you're waiting on God for some way, someday in some way to take away the desires, not understanding that you have the responsibility to begin to master those and to begin to rule and reign over them. You see, real faith is, is, is that power and authority living on the inside of you and you exercising that jurisdiction and that power. He gave them power and authority over all devils. And we somehow think that, that the enemy is not beaten and that we are somehow too engaged in a warfare and trying to beat the devil, not understanding that it has already been done. It is finished. It is complete. We are simply to walk in it, that he has given us the power and authority over all. He goes on to say, and the sixth one is to cure diseases. That is to bring the message of health and wellness to other people. And we can't do that if we, we are in the mindset that we don't have it. You see, if you're still in the struggle to try to get these things, you don't have them. And you're not operating in faith. You're operating in hope, which is not it. A bad thing per se, but it's not going to get you the results that you want because hope is this. Hope is expectation of something good in my future. And a lot of times we put hope in God, and that is that for the things that he has already done, for the things that he has already completed inside our life, we put the, all of those good things into a future day and begin to hope on, on God to bring them to pass, and they never will. Because we are not operating in real faith. We're operating in hope. Now, hope has its place. Hope is good in, in some areas of our life that we can look at certain areas and say, you know what, this area is not where it should be right now. And I hope and expect in the future uh, uh, something positive and something good in my future. That is all fine and dandy. But when we put the everything that God wants to do in our lives into a future day and not understanding that he has thoroughly provided everything that we need right now, but we need to rise up in our power and authority, begin to exercise our privileges and begin to walk in it. That's a bit different. So he sent them out, and this is a, an official thing to, to mean to dispatch, and that is that they've been sent with an official message, and it's much like a military or di uh, diplomat or, or uh, a naval officer that you have been getting certain mission and orders to carry out. And Jesus said, you are to carry out the truth and you're to preach the kingdom, and that kingdom is all about royalty, rule, and realm. Okay, and this is not into a future day because Jesus said repeatedly that the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he began to list a scenario that takes place on the earth. And so thy kingdom come, thy will be done is something that's supposed to take place inside of our hearts. In fact, he said, don't look and say like, lo, here's the kingdom, there's the kingdom. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. And so that royalty, that rule, that realm is supposed to take place on the inside of us. He has called for us to carry that message of royalty, rule, and realm. 
Now, you might have not been taught this very much, but you are royalty. You are the son of a great king that has created universes, galaxies, and the planets. It's amazing, amazing God we serve. And that you are the son of that great king. And that you are supposed to live in a realm that supersedes what takes place on this earth. And that you can begin to rule and reign inside of your life. That is a powerful, powerful reality. So first, number one, you are called. Number two, you are called to discipleship. Number three, he gave you power. Number four, he gave you authority. And this is over all devils. And that you're to bring the message of health and wellness. And that he has sent you out. You are sent with a message from him. And you're to carry out preaching the kingdom about his royalty, rule, and realm inside of the hearts of men. Of men. As a powerful reality, brothers, I will see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.